0: This week on the Iowa Watch Connection. It's a topic that's, uh, let's face it, it's, uh, it's on a lot of people's minds these days.
1: Iowa feeds the world, but new challenges have emerged.
2: What we really do is help farmers as individuals create intentional ways forward.
1: Embracing new ideas may be an answer.
3: Uh, this is just another way for them to access a different kind of market uh, that's more difficult for them to access
1: meeting the food needs of the world our topic this week
4: the iowa watch connection is presented by the iowa center for public affairs journalism online at iowawatch.org here is jeff stein
1: it sometimes feels like the only thing that's the same from when iowa farmers grew crops a century ago as compared with today is that the soil itself is still the best in the world From the technology used to plant, grow, and harvest, to diversification of crops, to a growing global population and global markets, it's all different, but Iowa is still at the center of it all. Emerging trends in food production was one of the main topics of discussion at the second annual Harken on Wellness Summit, held in Des Moines on April 3rd of this year. The event is sponsored by the Harkin Institute on Public Policy at Drake University in Des Moines. Joseph Jones is executive director of the Harkin Institute.
5: The Harkin Institute is a public policy think tank. Uh, We help um, with the production of research in public policy areas. We help people to understand how public policy works or the impacts of public policy. And we engage um, elected officials to talk about the research that we've done uh, and try to bring people together to um, talk about ways that we can help better affect the country. We work in four areas, people with disabilities, retirement security, wellness and nutrition, and labor and employment. And those four policy areas kind of move a lot of our research and they dictate a lot of the events and programming we do, although not all the programming that we do. What's gratifying to you about the work that you're doing presently? I think one of the things that they're twofold. One is that we get to talk about issues that are really important um, and get Um, the general public involved in those issues, get them an understanding, help them to really connect people with policy as our tagline says. Mm -hmm. The other is we get to work with students and I have the opportunity to work with undergraduates and grad students in the classroom but also undergraduates and law students at the Institute itself who work on our team Um, and seeing that next generation of public citizen um, and the next generation of um, public servant, um, because we know not all of our students are going to go into public service, but all of them are going to be engaged in their communities and be lifelong voters and that sort of thing, but really to give them the opportunity and the exposure to some of the work uh, that's done on a daily basis and, and all forms of government and how they can help change that discourse and the impacts. That's really important to me, and it makes me happy every day I wake up.
1: The Institute is named for Tom Harkin, who served Iowa as a United States Senator for 30 years, after a decade as a member of the U.S. House of Representatives.
0: This is wonderful, Jeff. Uh, We're getting national recognition now on this issue of health and wellness. And Drake University has taken a great lead in that. As you can tell from our speakers here, they're internationally renowned. Uh, And so I think this is going to be a uh, a good thing for, not, not just for the Institute and Drake, but for all of Iowa. Um, uh, we, need, we need to really address the issues of obesity uh, and nutrition, and wellness, uh, and uh, it's a topic that's, uh, let's face it, it's, uh, it's on a lot of people's minds these days.
1: We take so much of this for granted, don't we? Uh, the abundance of food that so many of us have, to the point of obesity. Mm-hmm. But when they start quoting some of the statistics about food insecurity and the horrible irony of how, I believe I was told this morning, one in eight Iowans are food insecure here in the state that feeds the world.
0: It's almost like a paradox. It really is. We have an overabundance of food, uh, plentiful food, and it's inexpensive, relatively speaking, uh, in terms of other parts of the globe. And yet we have malnutrition among a lot of, let's face it, low-income poor kids. So we have to address both of those uh, issues. Uh, I know it seems crazy that in the state of Iowa that we have anyone that goes hungry. Food banks, uh, food pantries, uh, now are having a bit of a problem uh, because they were getting you know, most of their food from grocery stores and things like that, but now grocery stores through automation and new technology don't have as much food left over. <laughs> and so the food banks aren't getting as much food. So again, a lot of lot of problems that need, need addressing.
1: One of the things that I, I think is interesting is I talk to the people here and I overhear conversations. Once you identify the issues, they immediately, these folks, start talking about solutions. Mm-hmm. And that, I trust, is one of the major goals because you could come on and talk with me anytime about this topic, but by having an event where the right people, so to speak, are, that has to give you confidence that we might be able to actually make a difference as a society. Well, Jeff,
0: that's one of the real goals of this institute, this Harkin Institute, Drake, and that is to develop policy to meet new conditions and new new things that are happening. I mean, change is inevitable, so you can't have the same policy of 20 years ago be adaptable to today. So one of the goals of the institute is to develop new policies to meet these new needs, new changes, and then to engage citizens, in other words, it's called the Harkin Institute, on on uh, policy and, 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 and uh, citizen engagement. Get citizens engaged in this. The best bulwark of democracy or for enacting changes for positive development or inform citizens. And that's what we're trying to do.
1: One of those participating in the 2019 Harken on Wellness Summit in Des Moines was Madeline Goebel, Director of Community Outreach for the World Food Prize Organization. And she told me the group now does far more than simply present an annual award.
6: The programs that I oversee are much more localized here with the state of Iowa. I oversee something called the Iowa Hunger Summit, as well as something called the Iowa Hunger Directory. And so with the summit, we're going on our 13th year this year. And so um, with that, we look to create those collaborations around food security and hunger, both at the local level as well as the international level. So we look to bridge gaps between uh, community members who are so passionate about their communities and are looking um, to get further connected and are concerned about food insecurity issues um, and, and might not know, you know, who in their community is working towards that. And so we look to connect those uh, those people both with the summit that takes place uh, annually during our week of events in October. It'll be October 14th uh, this year. And then with the Hunger Directory, we look to do that um, throughout the year. Um, and so we have a, a nearly 500 organizations, initiatives uh, and that we work with to create those collaborations to say, um, you know, how do we uh, work together to end the, the issues regarding food and security.
1: There is a cruel irony of the fact that Iowa feeds the world, but we have food insecurity at levels that most of us mm-hmm. don't have the opportunity to witness, and therefore it's harder for us to acknowledge. Give me a sense, if you will, of the scope of the situation. I don't want to call it a problem. Mm-hmm. It's a challenge. It's an opportunity, but give me a yeah. sense of the scope.
6: Yeah, so um, Iowa, uh, where we have about one in eight Iowans are, are considered to be food insecure.
1: One in eight. eight. What do we mean by food insecurity? Yeah,
6: there's a bit of confusion between, you know, hunger and food insecurity. With food insecurity, um, you know, it's individuals who might not know on a regular basis where their uh, next meal is going to come from. Um, It also has a lot to do with access to nutrition. You know, just because you feel full doesn't mean um, that you're getting the needed access to nutritious foods. um, So you can be food insecure in that respect as well. So
1: it's not only quantity and regularity, but also the quality. Yep. Sure.
6: And then availability as well.
1: What is the biggest misconception people have, either about the topic or about what you do?
6: It, it's about who is food insecure. You know, mm-hmm. there there is no uh, stereotype or definition about who is food insecure, whether it's here in Iowa or across the world. Um, you know, we all uh, want to ensure that we can not only, you know, fill our own bellies with nutritious food, but our children and our communities. And so um, just being understanding uh, of, you know, who you're around and, and how you uh, approach the subject and just knowing that you have you never know where someone's coming from and so um, just being compassionate and empathetic um, in your everyday life.
1: Madeline Gobel of the World Food Prize Organization in Des Moines. When we come back we'll speak with representatives of two organizations working to provide food producers with new opportunities. That's next as the Iowa Watch Connection continues. <laughs> Support for the Iowa Watch Connection comes from the Iowa Insurance Division's Iowa Fraud Fighters program. This statewide initiative educates Iowans on how to double check before they invest and shield their savings from scammers. Thousands of Iowans have attended fraud fighter forums across the state to learn about new scams circulating in their area and how to stay a step ahead of fraudsters. Learn how to fight fraud and why it is important to report scams at IowaFraudFighters.gov.
4: The Iowa Watch Connection radio program is part of a statewide audience engagement project organized by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, an independent, nonprofit, nonpartisan news organization. THE CENTER IS DEDICATED TO PRODUCING HIGH QUALITY INVESTIGATIVE AND COMMUNITY AFFAIRS JOURNALISM IN IOWA, WHILE ALSO TRAINING JOURNALISM STUDENTS TO DO THIS WORK AT A HIGH ETHICAL LEVEL. THE CENTER IS FOUND ONLINE AT IOWAWATCH.ORG.
1: WELCOME BACK TO THE IOWA WATCH CONNECTION, I'M JEFF STEIN. The Harkin On Wellness Summit held in Des Moines on April 3rd of this year brought together professionals from a wide variety of fields to discuss wellness and nutrition. And that obviously ties directly to the production of food. One of those presenting as part of a panel was Sally Worley, Executive Director of Practical Farmers of Iowa.
2: Our mission is to equip farmers to build resilient farms and communities. And what we really do is help farmers as individuals um, create intentional ways forward. So policy is often confused with politics, which policy is definitely politics, but it's also what people do as individuals and groups to create actions forward.
1: The policy is what we should be doing. Politics is the mechanism by which we navigate to get there.
2: That's exactly right. So we do a lot of grassroots work helping farmers decide what they want to do and then figure out how to do it. And then we create networks so that others can learn from each other as well as feel empowered to be able to make decisions that benefit their farms and their communities.
1: What is one of the greatest challenges right now to the work that you do? And I know you have this whole host of of seminars and programs and and outreach, uh, and and it's fascinating stuff to me. What is one of the greatest challenges right now in trying to get where you want to be?
2: As farmers, I think as our agriculture system in Iowa has become less diverse, if you do want to diversify in any way, you're It's an uphill battle. Uh, There are more barriers in place than for the traditional corn and soybean systems here in Iowa. And even if you want to add a cover crop or a small grains, cool season crop to those systems, again, it is still a challenge. So really what we're talking about here today um, at the Harkin Institute on Wellness is how we can move forward with some policies that will benefit our farming system that in turn benefit our environment and the health of our um, humans and our communities as well. What
1: are some of the specific things that if you were able to bend someone's ear who could play the politics game? Uh, what are some of the policies, uh, or is it first of all mindset? Maybe that's what what is challenging about it, is getting people to understand they should be having the conversation to begin with.
2: Right. So I think first, even before mindset, is education yeah. to be aware of what our food and farm system is now where it's leading us both good and bad and then identifying where we want to go and then like you said exactly having those conversations is a really good starting point to make the system more transparent and identify where we should go with it.
1: So as you have the conversations with participants here what is important about your involvement representing Practical Farmers of Iowa at an event like this either interacting with those who attend, fellow panelists, et cetera. What's what's a good connecting point so as you leave today, you think this was really a a day well spent?
2: Well, I think one thing that I would like to bring to the table is that it does start with individuals, that we as individuals do have the capability of being informed uh, and talking in our local, our state, and our federal different arenas about things that we want to see so um, really that grassroots part of how we can all play a role in defining what we'd like to see for the future everything's tied together. Our food is tied to our farm systems, which is tied to our health and is tied to the health of our rural communities. So that's important. And another thing is we progressively, maybe not in a good way, move toward a system of convenience. We're looking for efficient food. We're looking for cheap food. We're looking for food that we can serve to our family between soccer practice and choir practice. So we're just on the run all the time. Really what we should be looking for is a food system and culture that talks about the quality of food that isn't proud of how cheap our food is but wants to talk about how good our food is and wants to talk about um, how we can help farmers grow food that is served more in our region we do need to feed the world but we need to look at how we are feeding the world and what the current issues are to see how we can improve the system and this is not at all an attack on farmers. Farmers are key and central to how we operate and they're um, vastly needed. Um, But for them to have sustainable systems in the future too, we need to look at how they can better take care of their health, um, their soil health, as well as their local communities. So they are a big part of the conversation, how we can better serve farmers to in turn better um, feed our communities and take care of our environment.
1: How did you come to this sort of work? What's your background that leads you to have such a vital interest in this?
2: So I've been at Practical Farmers for about 12 and a half years now. You know, I came to Practical Farmers events and I was just astounded by the amount of information shared, the amount of support that people had to realize it's not a one size fits all, but everybody has the ability and the permission to become educated and make their own decisions. So I was just fascinated and really drawn to that.
1: Sally Worley is executive director of Practical Farmers of Iowa, online at practicalfarmers.org. Helping new residents of the state get their start in becoming self-sustaining is one of the goals of a unique project spearheaded in Iowa by LSI, Lutheran Services in Iowa. Daniel Bowser is a food hub specialist with LSI.
3: I work with the Global Greens program at Lutheran Services in Iowa, so I buy product from uh, farmers who are in our farm training program, and uh, get it out to the public through, primarily through CSA boxes, uh, so we get the locally grown Vegetables and uh, aggregate them and sell them to the public. CSA
1: stands for?
3: CSA stands for Community Supported Agriculture. Uh, It's a way for folks to support the local food system by paying at the beginning of the year, and in return, we provide a box of vegetables every week for the entire 22 week growing season we have here in Iowa.
1: So it's not just simply a matter of handing somebody something, it's a matter that they're part of the process as well, then?
3: Exactly. So it's a subscription process, uh, a subscription model, and Part of the problem with farming is all the expenses come at the beginning of the year, but the income comes later on. So this is a way for the community to, to come behind the farmer, give them the money when they need it, and in return, provide you vegetables for the entire year. It's almost
1: like a bridge loan, if you will, but with a much more direct connection and a direct outcome that you can measure.
3: Absolutely. How long have you been affiliated with this program? I've worked with the Global Greens program since 2014, so for about five years. Um, The Global Greens program started back in 2010, Um, when a lot of the folks in the refugee community here in Des Moines uh, came to Lutheran Services and they said, you know, we were farmers where we came from. Uh, Agriculture is really important to us. Would you help us start finding avenues to, um, to sustain ourselves? And so Global Greens really started as a Um, a way for folks to grow food for home consumption. Um, But folks were really interested in starting small, sustainable fruit and vegetable businesses. And so that's where Global Greens has grown to. Uh, In 2013, we started an incubator farm where folks could uh, incubate their businesses, if you will, um, on a small, up to about a quarter acre of land. And since then, um, we've started a farm training program. We've had folks graduate through that farm training program. And uh, they're renting small farms all around the Des Moines area. Um, And so we continue that farm training program. We continue to support the graduates of our program. Um, And that's, again, what a food hub hub specialist do. I work with this network of growers, anyone from our trainees Mm -hmm. to the graduates, and buy their food and and resell it to the public.
1: You are working on establishing these networks from a centralized hub that is able to connect the growers with what they know how to do, with the public with what they need. And so really it just all flows through someone in your position or an entity like LSI.
3: Yeah, exactly. So a lot of the folks um, the folks we're serving, a lot of them uh, struggle to connect with an individual customer through, um, they have barriers, whether it's technological or um, just language barriers or cultural barriers. And so that's what we're trying to, to fill in there so that folks have an avenue to sell. The folks in our program also sell on their own through farmers markets, to other folks in the community. Uh, This is just another way for them to access a a, a different kind of market uh, that's more difficult for them to access.
1: And it was fascinating as you were telling the story, here are some refugees who come to the state. They know agriculture. So they come to the heart of the world's agriculture, but it's impossible for them to get a tract of land. I mean, they have no capital. There's no way for them to practice the skills that they had unless they get a little help in a program such as as you administer.
3: Yeah, that's exactly right, Jeff. You know, we, we live in Iowa, the the breadbasket of the world, yeah. and these folks come to us with incredible skills. You know, many of um, the, the folks we are working with have been farmers since the day they were born. They have generations and generations of, of knowledge and skills and experience have been passed down to them. Uh, and so they really, really need this access to capital, access to land that's so difficult for any, any farmer in, in Iowa that wants to start up. Uh, it's, it's just really tough to to find the capital and the land to, um, to to get started, and so that's what we're trying to do for these folks. And uh, really, they just need three, four, five, six acres um, to to have a, a viable small vegetable farming business.
1: And it not only helps them sustain themselves in terms of the direct benefit, but again, they're producing produce that some of us, if we were interested, we don't have the time to do ourselves, and we have some quality control over it as well.
3: Right. Yeah. Exactly. So by by purchasing vegetables from from LSI or from these farmers, you're you're supporting a sustainable food system. Uh, you're supporting folks who are not using chemicals or using organic practices, and you're you're giving um, folks who are our newest entrepreneurs here in the state, um, the opportunity to to have a a viable small business.
1: Daniel Bowser of the Lutheran Services in Iowa branch in Des Moines, online at lsiiowa.org. I spoke to him and our other guests today during the Harken on Wellness Symposium at Drake University on April 3rd of this year. More about the sponsor, the Harkin Institute for Public Policy, online at harkininstitute.org. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. I'm Jeff Stein, thank you for joining us, and we hope you'll make the Iowa Watch Connection again next week.
4: The Iowa Watch Connection is a copyrighted presentation of the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, which is solely responsible for its content. For more information about the center, including how you can contribute so high-quality investigative and community affairs journalism and student training can continue, go online, iowawatch.org.